What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Powered by UberLyftDrivers.com. I'm your host, SJ, and it's time to get it on. What's up, everybody? Hope you had a wonderful 4th of July weekend. If you were working, hope you made some money. Hope you were safe. Hope you had some fun. Whatever whatever you were doing, I hope it was uh, something good. And uh, yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, it was nice to have a couple days off. But uh, yeah, this week we got some things going on. So uh, I got an interview with the director of operations from Alto, Alto Rideshare, Alto Ride if you remember them, from Dallas and Austin, now down in L.A. Um, they are a different kind of rideshare company. They provide the vehicle. They provide um, uh, benefits. It's a W-2 model job. So we will be talking to them about their model and uh, exactly how it works. The vehicles are unbelievable. So going to be a very it's – a, it's a conversation I've been wanting to have for a while. I'm looking forward to talking to Alto finally and – uh, yeah, that'll be. I'll, I'll have to figure out when that's going to drop on here, though. Um, we're recording that on on Wednesday, but uh, yeah, we'll find. I'll find a way to drop it and drop the roundtable one on Friday. Be back to that. Um, we are now after today. We will be fully caught up on episodes. So today is going to be um, an episode uh, dash with Ash in Canada. We had a really great conversation with her, and then we're going to be all caught up, and we'll. I'll be putting out the Tuesday podcast, and the Friday uh, podcast will be the um, roundtable one. So we will just be back on track with that. A couple of things I want to mention real quick before we get into it, though. Uh, first thing is first, let's talk about a little bit about Solo. And we're going to be really getting into Solo now. Now that it's July, um, it's it's time to start talking about it. Uh, so Solo uh, is, move, is spreading around the country quickly. It is it is hitting cities. You can download it and you can put the app on your phone um, to uh, even if your city isn't live and you can get the estimates and what you should be paid, what you could be paid on each platform. And then once they are in your area, it's a guaranteed pay system. So if they say 38 or 35 an hour to work Instacart and you work that hour and you don't make 35, solo pays the difference. And I've had it said to me, isn't that like Prop 22? No, because it's not government funded. It's data funded. So the anonymous data of of cars moving is making it so that they can figure out exactly what you're ma- what the goal is for them to be exactly right in their guesstimate, saying that it's going to be 33 an hour working this hour block for Instacart. They don't want it. They don't want you to go under, and they have to pay it. They don't want you to go over. Or, I mean, they would. I mean, we all want you to go over, but they, in a perfect world, Solo wants to figure it out so that they've got it down and can estimate what your earnings are. So, anyway, we're going to be jumping into that a lot. Um, also, Solo and Para 
and uh, Middleton Tech are all sponsors of the uh, the first annual uh, uh, gig conference that's coming up. So yeah, if you guys weren't aware of that, uh, make sure to check into that. You go to uh, 2022.gigworker conference or gig workers conference. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I don't remember this right now. Uh, .com. It's one or the other. It's either plural or not plural. But anyway, um, I will find that. I'll put it in the notes. Sorry about that, guys. I just uh, didn't have it in front of me. <laughs> um, also, want to talk to you about Middleton Technologies. You guys know about Middleton. Um, from Flex Alert to DUH to Maximo, uh, Driver Utility Helper DUH is for DoorDash drivers. Maximo is for Uber, Lyft, Grubhub, Uber Eats. And, uh, you know, they're filtering apps that let you exactly set your parameters on how far you want to drive, what kind of rides you're looking for, how much you want to make. And if the if it doesn't fall into that when you, you're on those platforms, well, it'll just kind of push it to the side for you. No big deal. So check into MiddletonTech.com. you find all the apps on there. And then I also want to hit on uh, Moves Financial, guys. Moves now has uh, 17... Uh, primary gig apps, like kind of like the Giants, I guess you'd call it, you know, Uber, Lyft. Um, they have like Wag and Corner Shop and some other ones too. Um, put the whole list down here for you. But, uh, you know, Moves is banking for gig workers. It's, And I know there's a couple other companies that I've seen kind of trying to to start up but i i know i know moves and they've been around for a few years doing this so seen one other company maybe on twitter um but i don't know anything you know i don't know anything about them moves has been around and they get you shares of the platforms you work and they can get it down to where they can um are able to cash advance you money if you need to fix your car and you can get that limit raised by the amount that you work the platforms and show them so things that traditional banks won't do Kind of a, a banking for gig workers, right? It's a good way to think of it. With that said, let's jump into the piece. I'll come back on the other side. Hi, everybody. How are you? Thank you for joining us on Thursday night. Um, I want to, I guess, welcome back a couple people, too. Last week, it was just Kim and I and, and some fill-ins. But uh, we got Gary over on the far end. Yeah, not the ge- not the generic white guy from last week. <laughs> wow! <laughs> no, I love Jason. He does a good job. Wow! Um, <laughs> and then we have Hannibal. Hannibal, what's up? What's going on? <laughs> and, uh, we got Kim, as always. Kim side money plans. Hannibal's hungry, and Gary from uh, an app we were talking about before the show, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then our guest and, tonight, and, and Dash with Ash loves it. By the way, everybody, our our guest tonight is uh, Dashing with Ash in Canada. Is that the that's the full name, right? I Dash got with Ash in Canada. Dash yeah. with Ash, AKA Gary's next victim. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gary like has like not let her alone backstage at all. He's been like on her about the app, and I don't even think they're disagreeing. It's kind of funny to watch. It's like it's like honestly, it's like just being around my brother. It's all good. <laughs> I got two of them. Bring it on, Gary. <laughs> um, on that note, it what, gets quiet. <laughs> what's up? What's up, Tony? What's up, Thomas? What's up, uh, Marissa? What's up, Freestyle? 
Uh, what's up, Rodney? Hey, Rodney. So, Ash, uh, tell us a little about about uh, what you're doing up in Canada, where you are, how much uh, you work for gigs, and what else you do. And... Well, I am in Montreal, Quebec. Uh, I do gig work part-time, Uber Eats, DoorDash, Instacart, Skip the Dishes. Uh, I dabble on when I do gig work. Like, if I get a vacation day, I'll go out because I'm a mom to a three-year-old. I'm a partner, so... So much to <laughs> maintain between my full-time job. So full-time, I work customer relations. Um, basically, I prevent people from canceling their services, and I do that 40 hours a week. And then I do gig work. I don't know. Anywhere between 4, 12, 20 hours a week. It depends when I can go out. And, uh, yeah. And then I'm a content creator, so... Dash or Dash in Canada it just happens to fit when you do DoorDash and your name's Ash and you're in Canada. And uh, yeah, say la vie. The rest is history. <laughs> you know what? Actually, um, I saw your channel, Ash, your first channel, like randomly. Which one? A year ago. I'm, it was Consistent Ash or something like that. That's right. I, yeah. was trying, I was actually starting YouTube and I think I was just like typing it and I actually came across the channel. So it was interesting <laughs> when I saw you like months or I guess a year later doing... Uh, the gig work and you're you, you know congratulations on your channel i think you, Thank you. reached over a thousand i think the fact that you knew so much about youtube and how to put stuff together i think that probably helped you uh you know achieve what you did on your channel so yeah, yeah I, 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 I looked at your name i was like oh yeah i think i kind of remember going across uh, i think he was talking about like you were doing live streams about uh you know gig, like you know content creation so yeah that's that right kind of came to mind yeah that's how like a lot of people's like when I started doing like live streams are popping up on here. They're like, how do you have a setup like that? If you're brand new on this channel, but there's a history behind it. There's a channel from when I was like 17 years old that I used to do, but I was not the, I don't know, the face behind the videos. I would take um, my favorite like songs and movie vi videos and take the characters and put them together. It's all copyright. So you can't declare it or anything else, but yeah. I, I took to editing. I loved it. And fast forward but yeah that one I, I love live streaming i love teaching people about analytics long and behold so many people do not know how to read their youtube analytics i barely do <laughs> but i gave up that channel because realistically speaking so i started that channel to talk about what not to do on youtube from the channel when i was 17 because i had a video that got over 4 million views but it's completely oh. non-monetizable because it's all copyright and so I started the consistent ash to kind of go on that point and it never got there. And I just got burnt out. I couldn't relate to my content. I didn't feel the passion anymore to, I don't know, do what camera and microphone videos. I'm not a tech girl. So I gave it up. Mm. But you found this. So you I love this. So your day job though, before we move on talking people out of ending subscriptions. Yeah, so I I don't say the the company that I work for for my own privacy, but sure. I work for a company where I prevent the customers from canceling their TV, their internet, and their home phone services, and I've been doing that for six and a half years. Okay, um, and I work from home for so, so direct years. so direct TV. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh, I don't even think that's here in Canada. I think that's in the U.S. Yeah, that's yeah. U.S. Yeah. <laughs> But but they like to outsource their stuff to other countries for phone calls oh, and oh stuff. I will say my company does that too. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh 
I guess. I mean, let's let's uh, let's jump in a little bit here because I want to hit on some of the Canadian uh, differences too. Um, but I want to. I was looking at the top some of the topics we'll talk about, and I think it'll fit in a little further down the road. So, Gary, why don't we start uh, with the Tesla thing? Okay. Yeah. Um, Kim Kim's favorite thing to talk about here, Tesla. She don't think that we can make money using them by leasing <laughs> them. Uh, we, we all know that Hertz uh, a year ago took on a hundred thousand Teslas. Um, they took fifty thousand of those and said we're going to allow rideshare drivers to rent these out. And within that past year, they've done fifteen thousand rentals uh, through Uber drivers. And they're actually going really well. Um, the drivers are saying that they have actually made more money compared to um, the gas vehicles that they were driving. Um, one had, one says here, whenever I had a gas car, I would spend 25 to $30 a day on gas. I'm saving $160 a week, if not more, driving an electric vehicle. Um, <clears throat> and... You actually get paid more. I did not know this. If you have an electric vehicle, Uber is actually paying you more to drive that vehicle. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, up, it's, it's up to yeah. an extra dollar per trip yeah. or up to $4,000 a year. Um, and it's called Comfort Electric. Mm. Yeah, I did not know that either. Yeah, so that, that was sure. something new. Um, but they, they, the stats on this is great because uh, out of all the drivers that are doing this, they're actually making more money leasing the vehicle than they were driving their own personal vehicle. And I, I know, Kim, we talked about this once before, and he was like, that can't be. <laughs> but it is. I, I just <laughs> How much does it like cost? I know. I'm just thinking about, so we had this whole discussion because we were breaking it down, like cost and insurance, what you pay on your car versus doing it weekly. Like, I don't know. I just felt like it was like a lot more eating into your cost, but Gary pointed out that it's not. So we were having a big debate whether it was worth the renting of a Tesla to do all this gig work. It is $3.34 a week to rent the Tesla. Oh. And that includes the maintenance and insurance. And then it's another, I can't yeah. find, I should have highlighted these, but it's, it's like another a hundred dollars a week in, in charging. And so it comes out to, you're four, wait, they, they charge you the, they, they charge you for the charging separately. Uh, yeah. I was reading that on another article, not another, the one you posted, but it was on another one. Right. 400 a month. No, no. 400 a week. Yeah. No, you said a hundred a week, so four hundred a month. Oh yeah, yeah, on charging for the charging though. <laughs> right, fifteen hundred dollars a month to do a Tesla. I don't know. I just think that's no. But but you're spending more than that to drive your own personal car. Okay, let me let me do the math on this. My car costs four hundred and thirty four hundred and seventy four dollars a month <laughs> for my gas. If I based it on the fact that I was to do it full time, I would probably pop in a hundred bucks a week. So nope. that's another four. Depends on your gallons. Full full time, you're gonna put in about twenty five dollars a day. It also full-time. depends. It also depends on like I get, I get less than a mile all the time for like ten bucks. Well, maybe, maybe in Canada, if if the <laughs> rates are higher, but on on average, the average full time driver is putting about twenty five dollars a day in gas. Yeah. 
Okay, so I'm short 25 bucks. You can up it. I'll go 500 a month. 500 <laughs> plus my car payment. I'm at 1000 And my insurance is only like $100 a month. Now, add in your maintenance. I don't do maintenance. I do maintenance every couple of months. <laughs> I don't but, do. but you do maintenance. <laughs> well, why, what do I do? I have tires change and oil change every six months. Transmission changes, transmission flushes, radiator flushes, all the things that you should be doing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, who's next? <laughs> I'm thinking about it. If if I'm not using my own personal vehicle and I'm already putting into the idea that I'm doing this full time, I'm assuming no one's renting these vehicles doing part time work. I, no, no, these are full time drivers. And so it 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 does tie you into doing gig work as a full time. You still, I guess, in control, but you're like. You got to make sure I got to hustle to make sure I can get that 400 yeah. a week out of the way so I can start making some money. But um, I've but, seen. But think about it like this, though. Yeah. If you're a full time driver, you're making $200 a day. First two days a week pays for the car. I yeah. Say, you're going to break you have to hustle open. a little bit just to get to that. I guess for me, psychologically, all right, I want to get that $400 out of my face. So let me hustle for at least those two days or whatever that is. Um, but in terms of not spending, not wearing down my own vehicle, I think that is a very attractive uh, feature of the of this of this program, where I can leave my car at home and use this Tesla here. And yeah, I'm have to hustle for two days or even a day in some markets. It doesn't sound all that bad. I guess when I think about it, okay, so I think about it in terms of like gig work and kind of the goals I set for myself as a full-timer every day. So it's going to take you two days on a minimum to put that $400 aside. And then it's going to, your third day is going to be put towards taxes. So technically you're only taking home then per week, two or three days that you work out of the week. But the Tesla is a hundred percent write off too. I have Thomas on my side. That's all I need. Ooh, that's pretty nice. That's so, pretty nice. We have, I'm, I'm we just have saying, rides here. I think it's a good idea. I don't know if the food, but we have, we have the driven dad. We have driven dad in here right now. And Tony actually has been doing this. He's been renting a Tesla, not from Hertz, but from a private uh, individual. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. From a pri- from a private party that is looking to maybe grow its fleet a little bit. Um, however, it's not Hertz. And I know he's been doing it since the beginning of the pandemic. He just said above, he pays over 500 a week, but I always used to question that now with the, or not the pandemic, but now with the gas thing going on, um, I I could see ride share. I think it would be beneficial because not only that, but then like you have a Tesla to do ride share in. So I feel like ride share would be more beneficial than us putting like smelly prettier back of a Tesla. (laughs) Well, well, that's that's what we're talking about is ride share here. Yeah, I don't do ride share, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, Tony I, I does. Well, he does. Now. He does both. He does. I have a, this I have a car seat so. in the back of my car with a kid that's like a giant. <laughs> I'm not putting him in a Tesla. I mean, Pedro's right. You'll be balling in a Tesla, but I'm more balling in my Nissan Rogue. I'm okay. <laughs> it's red. It's pretty. I wonder yeah, if I people tip, but the, the ride share driving a Tesla. I wonder if people tip more. Oh, the, I, I, was, I was about to get to that. I was reading another article. What can I do with all these articles? I don't know. They take pity on me when they see that I have a mom car, and then I think I get more <laughs> get tips. More you tips. Know, you know, I got a nineteen. Weird, you know, I got a nineteen dollar tip just tonight. I was like, okay, thank you for five kilometers, which is like 
three miles. Thank was you. That? Okay. Yeah, it, it was another article was saying that driver satisfaction is very high and that they are getting more tips because they are taking because Uber doesn't just it didn't qualify just for Uber X. Mm. I got it, customer service on my side. That's all I need. Okay, Robert so Reese. I don't know. Like I'm, <laughs> I remember that Pedro. <laughs> I, I I remember that I had to. Uh, yeah, I she's great. I had, I had to use Hertz for a while um, when I was doing rideshare, like in 2016. Maybe it was like for like seven months too. When my when my Rav Four totaled, and I remember that Hertz was doing all of the Lyft and Uber rentals through. <laughs> Uh, what was it like? Pet Boys. You had to go to Pet Boys, and at the time, Hertz would. I guess this is maybe part of what's saving them. But the partnership between Uber and Hertz had already been around for years, and that wasn't helping. They were sinking quick. You know what Ford stands for, right? Found on road, dead. Almost former old rusty Dodge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm from Michigan, so I get all those Motor City jokes too. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that, I think it's a great idea as long as they can keep them stocked. I mean, the other article too, I think we talked about this not too long ago that there's a company in New York doing this, like the one that Tony uses, they can't keep enough, uh, Tesla's on hand. To, is it Revel? I think it is. is it Revel? Yeah. Some, something, yeah, but yeah. whatever they, like whatever they had, they could, they could have, they could double their inventory right now. They have that many ride requests that people i guess that when we were talking about people had to find that they had to like re, it was best to request it like the day before because if you didn't request it the day before good luck like actually getting it yeah so it wasn't is, as much ride hail maybe i think the thing is too is you got to look at your personal usage like what you personally need the car for okay you're doing it for ride share gig work whatever it may be but you got to put the personal aspect together like like I mentioned, car seat, I need it, you know, et cetera. So if I'm going to be like forfeiting it out 1600 a month, charging inclusive, whatever it may be, and tweaking things that I obviously do not tweak currently on my car, as we established, no transmission gets fixed on my car, then I need to just make sure I have like space. Like take Instacart. Are you going to take a big, you know what, Instacart order and you can fill in the blank there if you're going to have a small Tesla? No, you're probably going to have to, upgrade it to like the subcompact version and how much more is it going to cost you for that? I've never seen a Tesla used for food delivery. Am I around? Tony does it. Yeah, for food delivery? Yeah, Tony mixes all of it up. That's what kind of weirds me out. It's like I, I wouldn't want to be I, or, I don't personally prefer food well because I have just better options i think here anyway but i don't i don't prefer food because partially because i don't like my car having all those different smells <laughs> so i would hate it if i did if i did a ride share where like the last three things that tony did before me were food orders and i'm like oh, oh yeah. tesla and then it pulls up i'm like oh indian food oh <laughs> yeah the driven dad says that there is no small tesla no they're, they're all pretty big roomy yeah yeah yeah, well, height. Okay. I need height. <laughs> I don't know. Tony, how tall are you? While we wait to get back to <laughs> <laughs> Bre Brakes are apparently optional in Canada. We don't need he's, them. We don't need he, them. He's, he's about he's <laughs> about five he's about five ten. 
Gary, we have so much cones and pylons here. You just you just hit a few of them on your way to the customer's house. It'll slow you down. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I, I mean, overall, if, if I think that if you're doing it full time, like like definitely full time, why not do a Tesla? I mean, one, you, you got less fatigue because the car can drive itself. Uh, I'm just saying, like, I, are I we that lazy? We're delivering yes. food to people that don't want to get their own food, and then we don't yes. want to drive our own cars. Yes, yes, we are. You know, you're gonna, <laughs> Gary. You know, you get Steve angry when you say that. You're not using yeah, it. To... He hates. He hates automation. I get it, but I'm, I'm an automation guy. I don't know what to tell you guys. Like, like, no. I mean, seriously though, like the driver fatigue. I didn't. I didn't really think much of it doing rideshare for ever, and then doing food and Amazon. And then, like my current car I have now, it has driver assist, so it can drive itself as well. It's wonderful. It yeah, just I is. agree with with some features. <laughs> I, t- I I actually was the one that was saying like I love the driver assist for not going off the off the a cliff and up in the mountains here. Yeah, the you know, it, it does have me. like I'm okay with some autonomous technology. I'm not okay with them pretending these cars can take care of themselves. Yeah. I don't know that. that, show I'm that's not, on there's Netflix. a big difference. And I'm not okay with trash cans and coolers rolling around the city with food in it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, there's a, a I'm, show on I'm Netflix. all for slight technology and let's get there at some point. I'm just saying, if we're still working on how to let you know that you're veering off to the right and you've hit some of the. <laughs> And it goes, oh, well, let's pull them back to the left a little bit. If we're still there, we're definitely not at a point where the car can drive itself, clean itself in between rides when people puke, mm, um, get the lovely. needles and drugs out from all the people doing it in the back, um, stop it from hitting the people where in the intersection. He got all scenarios <laughs> right there. Well, we know he, where all these, all these cars are in San Francisco, <laughs> and everything I just named happens in San Francisco, except for I forgot to add prostitution, which would also go on in there. Damn. This is Gary's fault for for uh, egging Steve on on this story. This is your fault. There is a, it's so a fun. Sh- there's a show on Netflix where they're showing the self driving car, and that's why it drove the woman off the cliff. I'm just gonna say, not self driving for me. No thanks. Well, don't piss yeah. off your car. Do maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I know for a fact eventually it will stop because I'll put so much wear and tear and not fix it. She won't move. Well, yes, good, my car good, thing, is good thing about Tesla, all maintenance is covered, so you just drop it <laughs> off and get a new one. Yeah. <laughs> Don't love your Tesla. <laughs> Gary, you and I are not Gary, if we don't mix. <laughs> Steve, you might want to switch this. Like, don't, don't put me next to this guy. <laughs> I'm not on Colfax, Tony. I'm like four blocks from it, bro. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta live in Denver and understand what we're talking about here. <laughs> but he's calling. He's kind of calling me ghetto. I guess I'm like ghetto, man. Yeah, well, the way you, you describe that. <laughs> Like, like you, you were describing it like you had firsthand experience. Yeah, you did that yourself. Yeah. Me and Gary do agree upon that. Yeah, yeah. you live in the well, ghetto. That's, that's what we agree on. You live in the ghetto, and, and I and I like your painting. I don't that. even. I don't even have. Uh, we don't have any autonomous here. It's San Francisco that has all three. D- did yet. Phoenix pull theirs? Uh, they probably did after that one accident. I don't. I don't sure. know that Waymo did. 
Waymo always has, but Waymo has their, I think they have like dedicated lanes at the airport that go to and from the office too that aren't used by anybody. Canada I just know that, have that any? Those all? are the ones, those are the ones that the people used to throw cinder blocks off of though. Like to try and land on the Waymos because they killed the person. So now, Ash, do you know of any in Canada? No. No, and there's not even, and and, and I mean, like, I want to save this a little bit because there's something on, big, big, big and horrible happened today. I'm in Quebec. <laughs> yeah. She's right next to Ontario, though. Yes. Yeah, it's in Ontario. <laughs> they have them. That's the only. That's the only province it's allowed in. So, um, well. Kim, let's talk pizza. <laughs> so I have a positive story, which is actually, I actually I, think it's I, fun. Why does Kim yeah. hate pizza orders? No, Ooh. I love pizza. <laughs> pizza is like my weakness in life. So the other day <laughs> um, at a Mariners game, I'm a Yankees fan. So I, I'm sorry. I don't know much about the Mariners. So uh, forgive me. But Jesse Winker, did I say that right? Um, he is an outfielder. Basically, he got hit by a pitch and then started a brawl with the other team. So there was this girl, a fan, I guess, that tweeted she actually ordered a pizza for him for standing up for his team (laughs) and had it delivered (laughs) and tweeted like the whole entire thing because she wasn't sure whether the pizza would actually get to him. So she let the driver know what she was trying to accomplish, and the driver actually got it to um, the baseball player. And the delivery drivers basically said, touchdown, it's delivered. And I guess Twitter went crazy. So what good came out of this was the they wanted to start a GoFundMe page for this delivery driver to give him a bigger tip. So it ended up being like 300 people went to a GoFundMe page and ended up giving him like a really big tip for delivering this pizza <laughs> to he this baseball player. He, he wouldn't get that if he drove a Tesla, that's for sure. No. What, no, what no. I want now now he can buy a Tesla, though. <laughs> yeah. so how much did he get? What I, I want to know, though, is how he puts say. in. So obviously they were playing. Uh, they were playing down to California because this is uh, not and not. Not the Dodgers. They were they were playing in, over in Anaheim, but he just put in the the stadium address. Like how did he? How did he just walk a pizza? And usually, like security might take it, or somebody might take it and go. Yeah, he's playing a game right now. Yeah, <laughs> or like you would just think there'd be like ten hiccups along the way where this thing would never make it. I don't understand well, how it made it. I was thinking, I'm like, as a delivery driver, if you got this order and you're seeing this order, and of course you don't, I mean, you could see the address, but does it, you know, sometimes you don't look at the address until like you're actually en route and you're like, wait, am I going to like a stadium? I don't understand. <laughs> like, how does one go about going behind the scenes of a stadium to get this pizza? But like on more of a serious note, like I feel like something good came out of something bad. Like I always feel like something bad has to happen for people to bring out the good, which is like the GoFundMe page. And I feel like that's like what we consistently see. Like if you guys remember, and it it reminded me of like that guy that was like crying on, was it TikTok because the tips weren't so big a couple months ago. And then they started a GoFundMe page. Then like thousands of dollars (laughs) later, he's like has thousands in his pocket. So I feel like it's always something bad. 
and then something good comes out of it. I don't know. I, I still just don't get it though. How do you just walk into where the <laughs> angels and the mariners are playing and just, and like, <laughs> and it says one, it says one times pepperoni pizza. So you've got one pizza going to a player and they're just like, yeah, come on in. Contacts in the right place. Contacts in the right place. <laughs> but supposedly it actually got to him because the baseball player actually tweeted back to the person who bought the pizza. My fans are the best. Thank you so much for the pizza. So he really did get the pizza. Oh, he could have yeah. said that knowing that there was a pizza, but never actually got it. <laughs> no idea. I, I, I fully agree, Kevin. That was a good one. I hadn't seen yeah yeah hadn't seen one of those since uh, like a good mound rush or something in years. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like since COVID, everybody's been a little bit like, all right, we won't all rush the mound here. <laughs> it's just been a little weird, but um, yeah, I like this story, but uh, I just I'm still just so baffled on how he got it there. It's, uh, that's one of those things that'll just bug me till I know. When you really want a pizza, what would you do you'll as get a driver? it. What would you do as a driver if you got that order? Like, would you actually well, figure he, that out? Maybe, or you like, maybe, no, maybe he knows a guy over at like, you know, like maybe he knows a guy at a security gate. You know what well, I mean? That's what like, I'm saying. You got to know context. Because if I showed up to a stadium and you got that many people there and it's like, oh, you got a delivery for pizza for who? It's like, who are you going to find? And a needle on a haystack. Like. Yeah. Now, now, did the driver actually take it to the player or did they just take it to somebody? I think Be- somebody. Because I'm reading this. I'm doing a quick read on this story. That's here. why you look so focused. Yeah, it says, and, it and, says when a fan had a pizza delivered to Winker in the visitor's clubhouse. But it, but it didn't say he personally accepted it. No, it had to be hand delivered to somebody so else. So it, it was probably team manager or something like that and then he tweeted later hey thanks for it but then the guy like the driver actually says got the he got the pizza my friends mission accomplished well yeah but i mean if you drop it off at front desk of a hotel you mark it as delivered True. <laughs> <laughs> social media will make you believe anything that's the yeah. problem that that's why yeah. i was trying to read here is if if he actually got to me because i would i would think that if you got to actually, I, I'm not a sports fan, but if you actually got to meet the players or something like that, there would have been some kind of selfie, some kind yeah. of tweet with that picture. With not the driver, at that, yeah. no, not at yeah. that time, man. This was, uh, well, if, if he, that's if why he, I was surprised they were still there. This is after a big brawl. They're, they're still like sorting that out. That's when they don't let people in. That's well, like well that's what I'm saying. Time. If he actually delivered directly to that player, why wouldn't he be able to take a picture? Oh, well, he got a big GoFundMe tip, so I don't think he's complaining. Yeah. Now, yeah, dude, I, and, and is how, that, how much did it get on GoFundMe? Did you say that? Too. I'm I'm trying to read it in the story. I don't see that. It's towards the end. Towards the end. Well, it says 300 people. It doesn't say how much. Oh, he said okay. it was life, quote unquote, life changing. Oh yeah, I well, can imagine. 300 people. I mean, that's more deliveries than I've done in a lifetime with Uber. <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, gosh, I'm looking at these two stories that Hannibal ha- that Hannibal's going to do, and then I'm going to do. I don't know which one goes first. They're like, oh. <laughs> like um, well, I think I'll let Hannibal start it because the just dis- the decision that happened today is just is just horrible. 
and something really bad happened today. And I think it's going to kind of come out of what he's talking about a little bit. Maybe. All right. Uh, some more sad news then. Uh, this article <laughs> I'm talking about uh, is the dehumanization of, of it's gig work. Is dehumanization is a feature of gig work, not a bug. Um, the story is a business uh, school professor decides to spend 18 months doing gig work. And a lot of what he talked about is stuff that we already talked about it countless times, I'm sure, in our get-togethers here or in other channels. But I guess the way he puts it at the very end, I think I'm going to read this passage real quick. Um, when I when I decided to end my voluntary immersion in the driver community, I could not shake the feeling that the depersonalization of app workers is a feature, not a bug, as the economic model born and emboldened by transformations that are underway across the global economy. That includes increasingly pre prevalent work arrangements categorized by weak employer-worker relations, that's independent contracting, strong reliance on technology, um, algorithm, platform-mediated communication, and social isolation, no co-workers, limited customer interactions. And if you, when you read the article, he's basically, it's, it's definitely on the side of, I guess he thinks that gig work is a problem. Um, he's talking about, you know, dealing with bad, bad uh, customers. I think we all have done that. But then also, he, he, he also brings it into some kind of like identity situation. Like, who am I? Which is interesting because as a gig worker, I don't know. I mean, I'll ask you guys if you guys feel, feel this way as doing gig work. Do you feel this kind of crisis of of, your, of who you are as a person when you like, who am I? Am I just a Uber Eats, uh, you know, delivery person? I just Do I just pick up chicken nuggets? Is that all I, I am? And I guess this is the way he kind of prefaces in, in, in the article where, yes, there's a lot of issues with gig work, but he kind of broke it down in a more deeper, like a philosophical kind of way. And it's kind of interesting when, he, when he's saying that, you know, do we feel like robots when we're out there working? Um, you know, yes, there's a lot of problems with all the, the gig apps. But when he says, like, hey, who am I? Like, I don't know. I mean, I'll ask you, Steve. Like, who are you in terms of gig work? Like, do you have those kind of thoughts when you're doing this kind of work? I don't because I, I, I think I see where you're going, but I don't because I have other things that I juggle too. So this is more like a, a you know, a patch. And yes, over the past years, because of unexpected pandemic BS and lockdowns and all kinds of things. Yes. I've become much more reliant on it than I had been prior. Um, you know, before it was like, I was, I'd be on the road doing production. I'd come home and I'd spend time with my son and I'd do the, you know, all my parenting. And then uh, I'd kind of start to get a little bored maybe because, you know, I'd have three, four weeks off after working production days and being on the road for six weeks. And, you know, it just becomes like, well, why, you know, why would I just sit at home? Let me at least go make some money. And the only way to, the only way for me to do that between gigs was gig work. I don't find it dehumanizing to me. I, I think that if, I think there's a couple factors. I think that at a certain age, if you have nothing else going and you're reliant on this, and, and if you're really watching what it's doing and how each app launches, pays great. I mean, we've all, we all know the model launches, pays great, onboards way too many people, starts paying less, starts charging the customers a little more, never pays the driver more again. 
I mean, if, if you're used to that system of how all of these apps work, it's kind of, I don't mind playing them. I don't mind working them. And I actually work them to my, to my advantage all the time, whether it's had to be part-time or full-time. But if I was reliant on this and if this, it, at my age, and for the only one that doesn't know that is probably Ash is I, I just turned, I just turned 50. Okay. So if I was at my age, 50, and I didn't have other things going and even side projects of the gig economy, things that I do for my website, for the radio show, for content creating and my laser work. If, if I didn't have all those other things, I would be very, I would be starting to focus more on what else I might want to do and try and maybe integrate half and half into my life. I wouldn't want to be coming out. I wouldn't want to be fully reliant on the gig economy, even though right now, I make most of my base from it, let's say, but I wouldn't want to be fully reliant on it to the point where now we're out of the pandemic and stuff like, yeah, there's jobs around. If you're not going to take one, will they be forever? You know, I don't, I don't want to be in that position where I'm like, okay, now, now I'm like, I am very much count. I don't want to count on the gig economy. Yeah. I think with this article is the writer, the business professor is, it seems like anti gig work. I think, he probably prefers us to be in a more traditional employer employee model because he references how organizations historically uh, helps or provide more resources for employees. But he using the word for employees in terms of, I guess, other resources where he says here, physical, social, psychological space need to process and cope with the confusing, disturbing and anxiety provoking work situations. Now, I know I've seen a lot of videos and I see comments and sometimes I see what you guys are talking about. But if I had that many situations doing this, I would have stopped a long time ago. So I, I don't know what neighborhoods this is happening, where markets are happening, where you're having these constant conflicts. Um, but at the same time, again, we are we have a choice to turn on the app or not. Mm-hmm. I still believe that there's still a choice in the matter. Um, but when you when you sit there and you when you check out this article from you know he at least he put eighteen months so that's what he says props to that but he's he's an employee so right. and probably a really happy employee he has a job he loves and probably is very passionate about so when he's doing this gig work he's probably sitting there like why is why am I doing this like you know oh I, you know I'm not talking to anyone I have no coworkers I can't go to the cafeteria and have a cup of coffee with my talk about whatever the hell they talk about you know that kind of thing or you know like. All those situations he he doesn't have because he's in the car and he feels lonely, you know. But even for us, there's opportunities to still socialize. We're doing it right now. Like there's other yeah. opportunities to talk to people who are doing the same thing we are doing. But I think he comes across looking at it like I want to do. I would not want to do what they're doing. Long term. But I right. think I think you can feel that way if you allow yourself to go down kind of that rabbit hole of the that thinking, like. I guess I, I prior if I feel like I prioritize things like I'm a mom, I'm a wife first, and then gig work kind of falls into the mix of that. So to me, I'm more of the human side opposed to the non-human or the dehumanizing side of gig work because I don't allow it to even come close or cross into my personal life at all. Like I, I will always prioritize my family first and then you know, work my work around my family, if that makes any sense. I can see exactly where you're coming from, Kim. And I see exactly where Steve's coming from. I'm the opposite end of the spectrum. 
you know, screw when COVID happened. I've been working full time from home five days a week for the last five years. You want to talk antisocial and not meeting with anybody. Hi, my name's Ash <laughs> and I'm the queen of it. Um, for Some people me, like it, though. No, but I've been doing customer service for 11 years and I'm on the verge that I, uh, I'm going to have a mental breakdown. And I suffer from anxiety and I have ADHD. The fact that we're actually on a topic and I can stay on to it, kudos to me, because that doesn't normally happen. Um, so if it wasn't for gig work, like, I'm sorry, I can't, as much as I'm pro it, my partner is like, just stay home and watch TV. I can't do that. And my best part is I get to devote it to YouTube. My favorite thing, if you feel lonely, take a camera with you and go do gig work. Talk to the camera. I literally feel like I'm talking to my friends when I talk in my videos. Like um, people like hear me. My, my catchphrase is my lovely. So I call people lovely. That's what I would do if I see you on the street and I'm a friend with yours, acquaintance, whatever it may be. So I'm on the other end of the spectrum. Me being strapped to a job behind a desk, I'm at the point I don't care about the benefits. I don't care about the pension. I don't care about the shares and the stocks that I'm invested into. I want the freedom, the -hmm. freedom schedule. And if uh, I had it my way, I'd be a full-time creator because I know the potential of my channel. I know how much I love. This is where I do all my editing. I love devoting my time and efforts into this channel. That person should probably just talk to a camera. It might have might have helped make him feel better. I, I think we, you know, that was you know awesome, Ash. I think we all have that. We all have that problem, regardless mm-hmm. of what thing we do, right? Yes. Like I think we saw it in the chat. Teachers, uh, trust me, I've I've known a few teachers that do not like their job, but. They have to do it, and because you know, either they went through that that they went through teaching in terms of the education to get to that point. So it doesn't really matter what job you have; you may have that existential crisis of who am I? Like, why am I here? Why am I still doing this? And and I think you know, twenty twenty pushed us all in different directions. I I'm still grateful for gig work as much as many people think that we complain about it. Um, when everyone's locked down, uh, you know, especially I'm in New York. Everything was locked down. The one thing you could do go outside without getting in trouble was delivering gig food. Work. Yeah, gig <laughs> work. So I didn't I didn't feel isolated because everything was it was total isolation. But I was still able to go to a restaurant, say hello to mm-hmm. a cashier, say hello to a customer. So I don't really feel the same isolation as some people, but it also is different markets. If you're in a slower market where you don't see anybody other than you know, masked people handing you things and you hand them back. I, I could see have that kind of feeling. But like you said, it depends on it, so many other jobs where you can feel uh, suffocating. Like you yeah. suffocate. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not comfortable. It's what happens. Creative. But yeah, I can see that happening from all types of different positions. We even had curfew. Montreal, Quebec was the only dumb province that had an 8 p.m. curfew. Uh, my my mother let me go out at 12 until 11, 12 o'clock in the morning. She didn't care. But no, <laughs> Quebec, because of what's happened in the world, and I understand circumstances, I will not make a heated debate upon it. I will ignore the conversation about it. But it's like, seriously, Quebec, you had to put a curfew. Imagine what that does, mentality speaking, not just any job that you get set up and you get tired of. It's You're absolutely right, Hannibal. It's just, it don't matter. You can be my job. You can be, I don't know, probably a daily police officer or whatever. Look at look at the nurses. They're mm-hmm. burnt out. They're tired. They probably feel very lonely and everything. I can go any dynamic, any dynamic. 
I know a lot of nurses who are extremely burnt out. And mm-hmm. I know some who left during, like, it's already happened, that kind of moment, that that teeter point. But I feel like uh, some of those might be coming back. And the ones who tried to stick it out, I feel like yeah. they're thinking about leaving too. I feel like the nursing, I feel like it's like the housing market. The nursing market's about to collapse. Um, I don't know. There's, it's, and, it's, well, speaking of collapse, by the way, so <laughs> this is something I've been following um, was, and I only, I only bring it here when there's something new to say. This happened today. Um so the U.S. Supreme Court will not hear the California Trucking Association's case against its state controversial worker classification law, AB5. And everybody knows how I feel about that law. But here is a different story. This goes back to the Dynamex decision. The truckers have had a carve out, but it ended and um, announced with several other orders on, t- on Thursday, today, June 30th. Uh, the Supreme Court denied the California Truckers Association petition for a hearing. So the decision to not hear the case means that um, a previous ruling from the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit stands in a preliminary injunction preventing AB5 from being enforced on motor carriers' ends. So what does this mean? So I was going to (laughs) say, prices of gasoline, uh, California has 70,000 owner operated uh, pickup trucks or pickups, 18 wheelers. So Mm -hmm. these are people who own either small fleets, own their own trucks. They now cannot operate without being an employee of a company. And none of them are going that direction. Like literally, this is just one of the ugliest stories I've read. Um, And it takes away rights of individuals too. Right, and that's why I was uh, that's why I was kind of bringing it up too because I knew that you'd feel I had to I wrote an article actually on what happened up in Canada with the truckers. Yes. You know, and so I mean this is the But ours was due ca- to restrictions. They wanted all the yeah. restrictions yeah. Right, but this AB5 law like they're they had a Dynamex ruling in California that just like doctors and anesthesiologists and lawyers got carved out of AB5 the trucking community was supposed to be carved out of it now the supreme court said it won't even hear the case so it is like as of july 1st so as of tomorrow they have to be employees or there's no it's it's, it's over they can't drive starting tomorrow so i'm wondering what what is the i mean i'm sure there's some kind of as it seemed like it always with you know politics and especially what's going on in California, that there's some sort of backhand deal or backroom deal. Like we do not want them. We want them to be employees. Some, you know, I don't know where the big trunking companies are in the California. I'm sure they're huge. I'm sure they have a lot of pull. Someone's saying, Hey, yeah, don't even bother to even listen because we rather have them under our employ. And I'm wondering, is that something to do with it? Like, did they, I don't know if I uh, missed I missed it. What was the official reason of why they don't want to listen to the case? Um. Well, okay. The real let me t- let me just say the real reason. The real reason is right now. First of all, the Supreme Court. We all know, and I have we haven't even talked about it on here, and I won't. We don't get that kind of political, but that decision made last week really messed things up. The Supreme Court handed down a bunch of other decisions today too. 
And I think that one of the main thing, I mean, this is purely political. I do not think at all this was like done on a fair vote. I think that they would have heard this, but they don't want to right now because California, AB5 is still their their baby, their example to the other states of how it can work when it can't work. It can't right. work. And we, we already know even the Prop 22 can't help the gig economy. AB5, it didn't help anybody. Everybody, everybody I know that I've talked to that I speak with on a regular basis in California who had their own business, freelancing, whatever they did, nonprofit opera houses, no matter what it was, is out of business. So not gig economy stuff, but traditional freelance, gig work, self-employment, whatever you want to call it. All of those people lost their job due to this law. And now they don't they don't want to give the trucking industry the carve out because then it's going to, then what about Massachusetts and uh, Pennsylvania and New Jersey and Seattle or Washington state that are all trying to pass these type legislations right now. They need California to stay whole. And even though it's just this train wreck of a disaster, they, for some reason it needs to be the example for the rest of the country. That's what, that's the part I don't get. Like mm. I get that you'd want to like, if it was working, yeah. Okay. Keep it in place. Let's show everybody how it works, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work out there. It never has like, why I'm with you. Why does, why, and why wouldn't it be heard? My get, my only guess is that because this administration has, and again, I am not saying this is not party affiliation guys. This is just fact. Cause I'll, I'll tell you how I feel right now. And this isn't, regarding one side or the other but i feel like we are in the fourth year of a presidency right now and that they're just trying to do all that fourth year junk of just trying to get any of their laws out there and passed which is really sad because we're barely into this thing and it's not one side or the other it's just the choices being made coming out of this pandemic are just not the choices of the people from what i can tell anyway I mean, I, it just seems like there's decisions and there's things to be like, I mean, this is a solution right here. Wouldn't you want 70,000 trucks on the road? No matter what that meant. It, yeah. Which is, it seems like what you said earlier, they made, they have this baby, they say AB5 and they, instead of saying, whoopsie, hey, maybe this didn't work out. Let's double down. Let's double and triple down on this. But I, you know, I, I'm, I am interested in, but like you said, also with the Supreme Court, there's so much going on that maybe if things weren't as I guess hot as they were as they are now, that maybe they had the opportunity to look into this. But this is very important, and they should they should have they should have at least heard this case. Yeah, and I mean, like, what and, and where where are they gonna like? What are these try? <laughs> so now we're gonna hear more about about like I I don't know about you guys, but like uh, Long Island Dash Experience, uh, Lou was doing a, a live the other day and I made a joke because Mary was at home. She was in the, in the chat and I said, uh, wow, your, your groceries, your, your stores are just stocked. Like ours are already starting to have that not stocked look to them again, mm-hmm. you know, where they take like one product and move it down the whole aisle and make it look like nothing's missing, but there's like nine products missing and only one there. And they're starting well, to kind of do that. And it's, I'm like, well, you guys still have food. Like in the middle of the country, we're we're seeing what happens with when you can't get a truck here. Well, it's well, funny you should see it because that was the first thing I was thinking about. If this happens and it diminishes the truck driving industry even more, 
we're not going to be able to get supplies out to wherever like already we're behind the times on getting products to stores and the supply chains out there it's going to make it even worse than what it currently already is yeah but i agree with steve i'm in canada and we don't have the same scenario going up here as what you guys do there but it does feel like the fourth year everybody's passing bylaws that are not suitable to the individuals and like he said it's not about being one way or the other it's about the decisions that are being made because of course i hear it in the news and like we all know about decisions like we said that were made last week and such like that it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking even for myself to hear about them because Kim's right. You're not going to get your transport port goods going to where they need to go because you're hindering potential employment. And over, what did you say it was uh, 70,000 Steve? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's a, that's a huge amount of numbers. It's just yeah, domino. huge domino effect. You know, it's, it's very surprising that they would do this anyways, because truck drivers hate California. Just from being a former truck driver, I will never go to California. I don't, I don't care how much the load's paying. I'm not going. And so for them to do anything towards truck drivers there, even the port stuff that they did early on during the pandemic, you know, shutting down the ports or taking forever to get the freight off there for the drivers, it's very surprising. And yeah. and now to do this is, I, I don't understand oh. their thinking because they can't. What, you know, what, dude, what, they don't want to do. Like, what can he do? They don't want to. They don't want to eat their own words, dude. They don't want to go. You know, because this, like Gary just said, like during the pandemic at the ports, that alone, if you were an IC, even with the status that you had until today or until for a few more hours, then now you're going to be subject to whatever the eighty five penalty is of whatever it is. I think it's twelve thousand something per incident. So anytime they work any gig, it's going to be 12 grand fee. Um, but the ports didn't have any people. The unions were way down in people because nobody wants to be in these unions that California is trying to shove down your, your throat. And uh, if, if you weren't in a union, you couldn't go get from the union ports. So, like, if you were an independent trucker going, man, I'll take whatever load you got wherever you need it to go. And you're, you're probably one of the better truckers. If you go down to the ports, bef- like, uh, up until now, you couldn't take loads because they were like, well, you're not union. Hmm. So, or, or if you did go there, then you would have to actually park your truck and have somebody at the port take your truck in, get it loaded, and then bring it back to you. And you would have to pay them a fee to do that. Or you could pay an escort that which basically the same thing. They just escort you to your load. You hook it up and you, they escort you out. It's, it's money. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's just, we're here, you know, it's like now California is, uh, um, so the, so here's how, so now the California truck drivers are subject to the ABC test. So, Let's see if they can pass it. So here's here's the ABC test. A, and we've been through this before, but it's been a minute. So the worker is free from the control and direction of the hiring entity in connection with the performance of work, both under the contract of the performance of the work, in fact. So the worker is free to, yeah, okay. So that's A, and most people can meet that. This is always the tough one. The worker performs work that is outside the usual course of the hiring entity's business. And that's the one that gets everybody. So if you are a company 
that if you're a company that your primary business is hiring truckers, the the only thing you can't do right now is hire truckers. Mm. Like you have to be a plumbing company is your primary business and your secondary would have to be trucking. It's because they don't want anybody to be on independent work. I mean, when you turn around, they're trying to help the economy by putting you into a business. And the truth and the reality is it's that it's so crushing and taking away the, like, I don't remember who said it in the chat, but like somebody said, they're taking away the livelihood. And that's exactly right because there we go. Ben Soda said it. So they're taking away the livelihood of individuals because the government, doesn't matter which side, by the way, out here, for example, if you're a content creator, let's say a YouTuber, the government caps or wants to, I don't know if they passed the law here yet, wants to cap how much you make as a creator. And yeah, they want to do that because... You know the expression, like we say, oh, everybody wants to be a content creator. And they hate the fact that people, kids, kids, teenagers, whatever you want to call it, there's no classification. They don't want to go to school. They don't want to fulfill a career. They don't want to do anything except for be on social media. So what they're trying to do is step up and say, we're going to block people from doing this. But in no shape, way or form, are you going to stop independent workers, whether it's truckers, gig workers or creators? From doing what they want to do, there will be a loophole no matter what. I mean, how how would you cap them anyway? I don't know like, the amounts. I mean, in the that, that would be like what, like allowing a certain amount of money per per year. What? Oh, per but year. like as a flat total, not based on your subscribers, or because what if right. there's some huge channel they don't that want does it. something you know really really big. I don't know if they want to cap it, let's say 250k, 100k, because let's face it, if you're in the millions, you don't want to be capped. Nobody does. But they want to cap content creators because they find if they do that, it will force Canadians to go out and work. So that's that's a question of mine for Canada. So, so when they, okay, this is the kind of stuff that I always get curious about. So when when you say cap, are the, is it is it once you make that much, they send the money back to the people or or is Canada keeping the rest? <laughs> it's always going to be our government. It's always going to be our government. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, so people are still thinking they're funding their favorite content creators. But it hasn't been passed yet. It's one that they're working on. I don't if even it remember was, which if it, bill. If it, if it was, though. Yeah. Like, if yeah. it was passed, it would be like what? Like I, So I still might think I'm funding you. However, well, you've hit your cap. And let's but say what's stopping November, from so. somebody getting like essentially under the table, like buy me a coffee links or such like that yeah, or I know. Patreon. Okay. Block me on YouTube. I'll have affiliate marketing. I'll have buy me a coffee li- links. Let's do a Patreon, all that stuff. There's so many options. I'll go to Gary and make an app and uh, <laughs> you know, you can't stop me then kind of thing. But yeah, they want to stop content creators uh, going from, YouTube and TikTok are the main two sources that, that they want to cap here in Canada. And I think it's BS. I think it's BS because you can even be a part-time YouTuber and make good money. So you know, when you say that though, like I got to go back to the Ottawa standoff because I was doing a piece uh, on the, uh, on the bridge to Windsor, Ontario. Yeah. But I, the focus was always Ottawa. Yeah. And so what was going on in, Right. I mean, so. 
Topic pisses Steve off. (laughs) Well, I'm just, I'm I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud because like, okay, so they, their fight was to be independent and be able to, I remember there was like, no, their fight, the truckers fight was to stop restrictions. Right. On the mask. Okay. So, but but so here was, so here was like one though that happened is like, I remember nobody was going to budge. And I remember this happening and thinking, this is, this is really extreme was when they started telling the independent truckers that were that are tied to companies okay well we understand you're going to be here till the end but if you don't leave today all the all of the people who work for your trucking company can't drive tomorrow I didn't know that. I remember that was like a, a big punch. And I know a lot parents of the were bringing in their and... no what was happening is parents were bringing in their children and keeping them in the trucks overnight so that the police could not take away the trucks because of minors being there. Um, and then when that started, the government started to hear up a little bit. Next thing you know, different mandates started to shift. It was kind of a, a compromise. But you're probably right about it. But I never heard about that. But, but that's because I didn't but, actively... But, so one thing I was getting at though, they did shut down the the means to get these people money, and I mean PayPal. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They out. even stopped the uh, GoFundMe, which yeah, was and millions. anything at all. They actually were able to say, no, you can't get money to these. The people. government hijacked it. So, so I have a question: What would happen to like say? Would it stop anybody from having you know different channels and multiple channels? I don't know if it's classified like, uh, is it registered to my SIN number or what it may be? Um, I would say probably multiple channels would be okay, but I haven't checked all the conditions on the bylaw because it's not passed here. And well, I'm a small creator anyways, but um, wishing she was a millionaire. But uh, yeah, I haven't checked all the details. See, what's what's just to stop them from getting a U.S. bank account and putting all the funds there? There's a thing. There's a loophole for everything. Yeah. It's even coming back down to the conversation of what Steve's on this side. Steve's saying about the independent truckers. They're going to find a way through the loophole. It doesn't matter if you pass a bylaw or not. There's a bylaw here, by the way, that's just been passed, which I'm 120,000% against. And it's the fact that Anglophones cannot... First of all, our government turned around and said that he wants to try to regulate what we say in our house. Point blank, period. Don't bother. Don't bother. Um, but the bill passed the fact that you're, if you immigrate to Quebec, you must mandatory have your education in French. You don't get choosing. If you are born and raised here, doesn't matter. You want you have to go to a hospital. You, you have to be served in French and French only. I go to a restaurant it's French and French only. It's uh, Bill 96 that passed here. The thing is that it's being brought up with the Supreme Court because Canada is trying to fight it. And our Quebec government's trying to turn around and say, get out, uh, Canada, leave Quebec alone. Hey, Canada first, Quebec second is the way I look at it. But imagine that there's a bill to pass just for what language you speak when you walk down the street. They even want it that if you walk down the street in your own designated language, and I'm not talking about French or English. But if it's not French, you'll get a fine if you're caught speaking another language. What? It's disgusting. That's a, he literally got caught saying that on camera. Our, our My pre- premier actually got caught saying that on camera. Stupid. Wow. Only in Quebec so, can it get that dumb. Now, so, now, does the bylaw say only if you speak it? So if you're not talking at all, they can't say shit. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can't catch you. Like, 
You get pulled so, over from a cop. They have to serve you in French, and and it's 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 always been a domino effect. But the thing is, is that Montreal is so multicultural, so friendly. Everybody's invited. Speak your language, but because you got one person ruling Quebec, and Quebec's bigger than the city of Montreal. Yeah, yeah, Thomas, you got that right. What? Yeah. So I I have a question concerning whatever is it is it called independent contractorship up there or do you have a different term for it uh well i call myself for example part-time i'm a gig worker i don't call myself an independent contractor or whatnot um but the category is uh either self-employment independent contractor or in our category because we know we do gig work gig worker whatever but when i say gig work it drives everybody around me crazy so gig worker is still at least for now considered independent contractor down here that's how you yeah. should file your taxes based on that kind of method yeah. how does that how, I, i'm curious how that affects you in canada because you have Very similar you have socialized medicine though and stuff you have yes so but if you're a full-time gig worker for example you'll yes. have basic health insurance so let's say for example i have another child to be in so when with my job right now with my benefits It's a private room. It's just, you know, me, my partner, my baby, everything's private. If I'm a gig worker, I'm not entitled to private room. I'm not paying into benefits. So I'd be in a room with three other moms bearing my child and listening to their screaming babies too. So what you can do here is you can buy into private health care. Uh, so it's depending on different packages. It's not too bad though. It's like a hundred or some odd per month that you'd be paying into it. And then you can have private health benefits, but it's not at all covered by the Canadian government. And the same thing, for example, you hear about people wanting to go for a loan. Well, to go for a loan, you need like proof of where you're working and such gig workers are not classified as any specific employment because we don't have a set income that we make. We got to go out and make that income and hustle for it. Same thing for a content creator. I could say mm -hmm. I make $2,000 a month off YouTube, hypothetically. Again, I wish. But bringing that up to a company that are a bank and I'm trying to get a loan, they're like, so? You, it's, <laughs> it's classified as royalty here. So being a YouTuber is royalty here. Uh, being a gig worker is an independent contractor and you don't have a stable income. You won't get Jack. You know what here. They want you to work for the big guys. They want you to work. Well, for the you, company. you do. You, I mean, you get more than when you say you won't get Jack, you know what we get less than Jack. You know what? If you don't have insurance here. <laughs> yeah. So that way I mean, it's like, completely different. You can at least go there. into a four person room. If that four person room here doesn't yeah. exist for the people But, that don't have insurance. Okay. So I have a question for you guys. Go yeah. into an emergency to seek help. You need emergency services. I don't know. You got drunk, fell down, and smashed your head open. How long does yeah. it take for you to see a doctor? Hour, maybe two, Hour. depending on the ER. Well, it depends on. I mean, you said you smacked your head open. I've I've worked in bars for years. Usually, head head trauma stuff will go through pretty quick. <laughs> But okay, you have to be in dire need, and I mean bleeding to death on the hospital emergency floor. And you'll be waiting six hours, 12 hours for something. I don't know. You got third degree burns, which is what I've seen an individual in the emergency room. Oh, how do you like sitting for 24 flipping hours? That's your minimum. Well, like Denver, like Denver general is kind of, it's not that long, but I mean, like you're, if you have to go into Denver general emergency room 
even with an insurance card <laughs> on a weekend, you're looking at three to four hours, most likely. I'll take it. You, Wait, you can't check in from your phone? No, I check in from my phone. There's no, there's no check-in. <laughs> there's no check-in. You show up, you get a number, you see a nurse, they assess you, go sit down. Five hours later, reevaluation. Five hours later, reevaluation. They call you every five hours. So if you want to go home, you can go home. Your paid parking is gone, and then you got to pay for parking again. Oh, yeah, sure. Free healthcare here in Canada. But unless you're dying, I mean, my dad has the worst medical history. He's a heart patient, has had two heart attacks. He's just been diagnosed with culinary heart disease. He's a diabetic. He's on dialysis every second day of his life. And he was rushed to hospital just, I don't know, three weeks ago. As a heart patient with all my dad's medical stack history, you should be in an emergency room and seeing a doctor within like maybe two, three hours. No, he has to call me the next day to go pick him up. And it's the next day. It's horrible here. So yeah. what she's saying is, you know, that scene from Beetlejuice when he switched to numbers, that's that's <laughs> what you have to do in Canada to get ahead. Yeah, I can pay a doctor. I can grab him and pay him and it'll be like, well, I mean, like, so is there it. is there like just this ugly gray <laughs> building that says ghetto hospital? For everybody that doesn't have, that doesn't want to up pay, and then like right across the street, Every, there's one that gets you in in five minutes. I mean, is that well, what we're if talking you, about here? If you go for like a so, the worst is getting a doctor for something like I'm sick, I need time off work. You need a doctor's appointment to get paid medical leave here. And medical leave is 70% of your salary. So, and then the doctor can approve short term, which is less than six months, or long term. So, to get a doctor like that. I mean, they say wake up and be on the app at 645. Like Gary's saying, can't you go with the app? You go on the app at 645, they're immediately taken. Like you can't even get an appointment. So you have to pay for a private doctor. So you got to pay at least minimum $300 out of pocket to see a private doctor. Oh, but guess what? They're already booked because Quebecers, for example, since I could speak about Quebec, have already paid for every single one. So you're good until four days. How does four days from now? sound for your concern well i feel like here like the emergency room is based off of like what your condition is like oh it is at least in my area like it's color-coded heart attack like anything dealing with heart they get you in like almost immediately because they want to do an ekg and they want to you know obviously they don't want you to die you guys have to pay for that right right away and then but but that's an insurance thing too that's an insurance thing too the the more severe things that they got to do to you, such as EKG and stuff, they charge the insurance companies more. Yes. You know, now what, now what about like urgent cares? Do you guys have those there? Yeah, that's emergency. Yes. That's my 24 hour service. That's the $300 service. No, that's my 24 hour sit on your. No, no, no. I'm talking about like, like here, like here we have an emergency room attached to the hospital. That's right. the big emergency rooms. But then mm-hmm. we have like urgent cares that are separate. Which I can pay no. like $75 and get in there. No, it's today. all wrapped up. It's all wrapped up into one. If you want to go to a, a clinic, so we have public clinics and private clinic. Public clinic, don't even bother because those are free, but they're always $645. you are done. And then private clinics, it's $300. But the problem is, is people are now paying just to get, you know, a doctor. So it's a two, three day wait time. My mom just got a family doctor, which are free, provided by the government, after being on a wait list for eight years. So now she has wow. a doctor. 
Yeah, mic drop. Everybody drop your mics. That that seems like a really little amount of money to to change that scenario for her, though, right? For for my mom? Yeah, I mean, if it's only like a hundred dollars, being on pension because my dad's health. uh, My dad's first heart attack. He was forty seven, and second one with open heart surgery. He was fifty five. There was no going back to work after that for him. So he went on an early pension and everything else. So private, my parents have a special type of um, medical benefits, all the drugs, because my dad's on everything you can name because of his, you know, health and such. And my my mom too. Um, Most of that's covered under Medicare and everything else. But for them to go into an additional private health care, you can't do that on pension nowadays. It's the same common denominator. As hard as it is, so I know a lot more actually about pension in the U.S. because I've studied different things like investment. And you guys have to put even more money in than what we do as Canadians when it comes to pension because the pension plans are better here. But it's the same thing. Did you know that the average pensioner in Canada makes under 30 grand a year? It's sad. I I remember, and I don't know if it's still like this, but 20 years ago, I had a friend that came down from Canada because his parents were doctors, but they were getting paid so little compared Mm -hmm. to the U.S. that they just decided to relocate to the U.S. That's right. Or or you have to go for a private clinic here, but it's a lot of money for doctors to go private here in Canada. It's a lot of studying. And by that time, most of them, by the time they want to go private, they're in their 40s and feel like, well, it's too much to pay for now. It's tough. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I I get a little, I get a little confused by even what it is then, because it just, it, it reminds me of government programs here that, you know, I, that we kind of like, just are like seriously this is how good this can operate it just seems like the like the full government programs that require a hundred percent free seems like you can go across the board and just Mm -hmm. and they're just they don't work i think it comes back down to that like job scenario hannibal was talking about there's always going to be like a reason for anybody to complain about anything rather it's free medical free Medicare, paid gig work, customer service, whatever it's going to be. There's just difficulties. The only difference is that, let's say, I don't know how many Canadians you've had on your show here, Steve, but it's like when you get to hear it up front, you're like, and you didn't know, you're like, wow, it's similar, but different in all different type of locations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all it is, especially because we use kilometers and you guys use miles. Right, right. Hey, well, see, the, that's one thing that amazes me is people's always com- comparing us to Canada. They're like, "But Canada has free healthcare." I'm like, no. "But it sucks." No, <laughs> and everybody's like, "No, it doesn't." I'm like, "The only thing we have that I know from Canada says it does." <laughs> Roy's Critter Corner did top up on it, but I won't touch base on that topic because that's going to be another political standpoint. Um, but yes, it's there. There's very little violence here. Very, very little violence, and. You know, I, I do feel sad for different scenarios that happen. But I again, I don't want to get into political debate because some pro, some against. I don't want to. But he's pointing out. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, he's. Yeah, yeah. He'll, well, he'll want to make this a political debate. So. <laughs> is <laughs> Canada, kind of for you to grab Canada <laughs> is pension equivalent to Social Security. Honestly, you you get your social security and you get a government pension and your government pension is probably like seven grand a year. That's wow. just a top up. Yeah. yeah. 
And I know it because of my customers. Of course, let's talk about the fact of internet being expensive. Internet here, like I'm hardwired on internet 100. Yes, I said 100. And it costs like over $100 a month. So my customers, they want a low income offer. And for them to qualify, sadly, I have to get down to the nitty gritty with them. And it's heartbreaking when they talk about how much they earn. I've had a customer who's on pension that makes 13000 a year. I'm like, you broke my heart. I would give everything free if I could. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. You know, Roy brings up crime, but the United States is, isn't even in the top 13 for most violent countries. Oh, no. You're so right about that. Yeah. yeah that's, even that's, though we have guns. South right. America down there. That's El Salvador, Honduras. Yes. Yeah, we're not, we're not there yet. <laughs> But there are differences between like Canada and US. But I hate when people get all negative about it. Like they're like, oh, Canada is so great. We have this, 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 this. Have you lived here? <laughs> like, okay, we got some things that are great. I love being Canadian born and raised. I won't change it. But it's like, don't, don't diss on the US. Nothing people. is perfect. You know, no, it's but good and bad hate. everywhere. Well, you it's, know, I'm it's not, the I'm not going to sit here green and tell the other you. side thing. I'm not going to sit here and tell my whole medical history, but I would be curious <laughs> to know what, like, what you're going to go through. <laughs> no, like, Wait, what an upgraded those files. What, what a <laughs> what an upgraded form of, like, or what my insurance, the insurance plan I have, which is an individual plan that I pay for. Yeah, what that would look like in payment in Canada, because I know you've you said well for a hundred or maybe a little more you could pay it. So yeah. I'm wondering like what it actually would cost. Cause I won't even say, but my, my insurance is very expensive a month. Yeah. The difference is, is in the U S it's all very expensive because they want you to pay for everything up front versus in Canada, they want to praise their benefits. But if you're not working for a dedicated company, which is just honestly going to make you work to the grind to begin with, then you're not going to get medical coverage. I, I'm super fortunate. I have one of the best benefits you could ever get. And my son is under my name for my benefits. So it's super fortunate. But it's like, coming back to what Hannibal was saying, it's like, I'm just so fed up. I could just turn around. It's like, you know, screw it. So if, quick question. If, I, if, I don't, if I'm a gig worker in Canada and I don't have anything and I walk into a hospital, will I be turned away and told to no. go away? Okay. No. You'll get healthcare, you'll get services, but what will happen is let's say they give you medication, you have to pay out of your butt to pay for it because you don't have insurance, there's no insurance to cover it. Your hospital stay will be in what we call a semi-private room. So probably you could be in a room with 10 people, up to 10 people. When you're a newborn mom, for example, it's four, they respect that at least, um, but you will never be a turn, turn away. No, I wonder is that I wonder as American do they like bill us triple? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I, yeah. Anna, oh, to go says, to a Canadian one, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if we say uh, you're no up idea. there skiing or something, you broke a leg and then to go to their doctor, they're like, "Oh yeah, get him. He's American. He's got insurance. He's got Blue Cross Blue Shield. Get him in here." That's when you just get back across the border real quick. Grandpa, is yes, they can. They can. Is your car insurance close to like what we have over here in the United States? It's like, is it compares? Is it comparable? I don't even know. So that's a good question. What do you guys have in the, as an in insurance plans? Like, I know I got to up mine, especially because mine is classified as you work from home full time. I have like the smallest package. So if I 
it, the problem is, is even if I do part-time gig work, if I get into a car accident while doing gig work, I am not covered. So there's different plans. Well, that's that's how it is here typically yeah, as well. You don't, you don't say that you were on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most people just don't say, "Hey, I was doing food delivery." You get away with. Yeah, I mean, ride share if you have passengers. You're like, something you're like, like get that. out quick, run. <laughs> but you can sign. You can sign up for Buckle and a, able to have ride share, food delivery, and personal, uh, you know, car insurance. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you have the link in your description, uh, Steve. But, uh, <laughs> no, he, he didn't get that referral. Oh, didn't get that one. <laughs> I, I didn't get the referral. I don't think I have the link in there, though. Yeah, he, he, he said you weren't going to do it since it. everybody else did it. I, <laughs> yeah, I just, well, I just had I, I, you know, I've I've talked to Marty, the CEO over at Buckle. I've I've had him I've had him on the podcast, and we've talked. I got no problem with it. I just had I never really did my full deep dive and as far as i remember there are not very many states right now either. yeah like four i'm four guessing buckle is the name of the insurance company yeah oh, it's, no, it's no. actually it's actually buckle up it's oh buckle how up cute up. yeah buckle how up. cute <laughs> it's only in like six states i think they make yeah, me want to switch my blue to pink to make it all cute and compact. I mean, they got they got, they got some they they have one cool feature. I know that they're te- like one of the states they're in is Georgia, and I really like one of the features that they're testing a lot, which is uh, if you have buckle insurance, that because they cover even those weird gap times, like as the as the customers getting out of ride share, and you hit ride finished. If something happens in that second as they exit the car, it becomes a question of whose insurance is this on? Like this is an issue before. And right now, like in Georgia, they're doing a thing with Lyft where if you have the full coverage from Buckle, they Lyft pays you five cents more per mile. So I think that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff that needs to happen for you know, I, I think that's like something like that will grab people's ears. You, you know, not a lot, of, a lot of a lot of these type groups with car insurance together. What's that? Say, say that again. home insurance and car insurance. You yeah, can together uh, with one company. Yeah, yeah I have a I one company. They'll all be independent, but you can do it all through a company. Yeah, like uh, for me, like it's uh, there's La Capital and such here. Um, I'm with the provincial one, but it's like you can have the two to one, so it's always more convincing. And yes, Roy, that probably is true, <laughs> but we also have a lot less that you can use around here to even cause friction. I'll term I'll say it that way. Roy's from the land of sin anyway. He lives in Vegas. So. Yeah, but you can't commit much <laughs> sin here if the government doesn't allow it in. It's just you can't get it in to make the sin. But you know, right. he is right. We are you you guys are over three hundred million. And I think for Canada, oh I might be mistaken, but I think it's like thirty seven million. Thirty six million. Wow. Oh, there you go. Close yeah. enough. How did you do that fast? <laughs> I'm the research guy. <laughs> <Internet>. <laughs> like, I can't even say population. Not, <laughs> not, not Canadian internet. <laughs> no, not Canadian. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't even have fiber here. I have copper lines. I'm on a copper bonded line here on Internet 100. But because I know all that stuff, I know how to make it work so it works yeah yeah but i honestly i can understand why they don't i mean you guys it gets so cold so many runs would have to be so long to get to everybody well i mean in alberta they have fiber and alberta has the worst amount of snow and cold compared to montreal but montreal we get horrible winters and we get very hot summers it's like uh, first of all again sorry don't hate me but you 
let's say, for example, over 100 is hot for you guys. And I don't know the exact conversion, but for us, we can get as high as 42 degrees, which is definitely well over 100. Um, so it's like uh, we roast here or we freeze to death here and just so used to it. It's really funny you say that because Roy loves uh, Celsius. 30, 37 Celsius is 100 degrees. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I don't know if you guys waves. remember, Roy used to start off every podcast saying it's, you know, it's 88 degrees here in Vegas, but, uh, and I won't tell you Celsius because this is in Canada. That's how I'd start everyone. <laughs> I get people in my comments saying, why don't you use miles instead of kilometers? I'm like, I try to convert it, but I'm in Canada, people. Get over it. So that said, where where is the gas thing at right now, too? Uh, so we're two thirteen a liter, so still over eight dollars a gallon. I mean, come on, wow. Gary, come on! I know you're typing it. <laughs> you're looking it up, but uh, Quebec is not the highest one when it comes to gas. Some places are like two thirty seven a liter, which I mean, you're probably talking more about eight fifty a gallon. So it it definitely adds up because. The conversion of it, so to get one gallon, it's 3.69 liters. No, 3.79 liters. So it's very close to four. So I round it off, but we're essentially at $8 now because we're 213 a liter. So we're just over the eight now. You wouldn't have that problem if you had a Tesla. I know. Driven Dad said it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, because I do this part time, I don't find it too, too shabby. Um, but it also comes down to like markets and everything else. This morning I went to the city of Montreal, which normally was fantastic, but I'm telling you the construction is so bad and disgusting that I went there and it's something like $5 for two kilometers. And yet where I am for one kilometer, which is th essentially three quarters of a mile, I get often seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, $12. So for me, the gas, it's not really too much of a burden. It's even if I was to do it full time, am I worried that I'd still have quite a bit of chunk of my money going out? Sure. Because of my full time job, I make a lot of good money. But it's like <sighs> the freedom. I talk about the freedom. You all four know about freedom. Me, I'm strapped to a desk. I'll pay well, for gas. I'll pay for gas. <laughs> Not a Tesla, but still gas. You know, I'm not going to bash on it at all because we all believe in it hardcore, but uh, freedom doesn't seem like what freedom used to seem like. Does. Well, I would love to. I would actually just love to put so much more TLC into this channel because I love my channel. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Especially with the anxiety. Yeah, just let me work. I don't think Peter, people actually understand what freedom actually is. I think they they have what they think it is, but that's not exactly well, what it is. I mean, I'm not going to be on a beach in a bikini holding a martini all my life, but I mean, that would be ideal. Yes, for personally for me, an indoor heated pool is better than the beach because then I won't be burned <laughs> so bad. But I mean, I, I, I get it. Yeah, it's not exactly freedom, but... When you're strapped down to a schedule, I get a 15-minute break, a 30-minute lunch, and a 15-minute break. What's my 30-minute break? Oh, I have to go get my son to daycare and bring him home because I'm the only driver in the household. And if I'm late for two, three minutes, I get this. Do you get that as a gig worker if you have to go pick up your kid? No. Turn off the app. Go get him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's why I was wondering how they dealt with all the taxes and stuff and how that all got sorted out with the with the uh, free medical. But you've got this, and I've heard other sto- other tales too that a free medical in Canada is not what you think it is. But you painted a really grim picture in my head, at least tonight. Good. I, just, I am picturing just this awful, like, you wouldn't go there if you were dying. Well, I, I've always heard that from people that actually are in Canada is that the healthcare, even though it's free, it's terrible. I have, I like what Driven Dad is saying. She was talking about getting a house monitor to make sure you don't speak any language besides French. That is a freedom. No, that was our premier being a smart ass. That's what that was. <laughs> that was not going to happen. <laughs> See, I always, I always give movie references. And, you know, it's the one with the, uh, uh, what is it? He gets frozen and they bring him back and he starts cussing and giving the stuff out the wall. What movie is that? I have no um, idea. Now I gotta look it up. Yeah, frozen. Frozen. <laughs> was it frozen? Let it go. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I hope it's not frozen. <laughs> no, it, it, it's <laughs> he's frozen. He's frozen, and he and he gets thawed out. He's a cop. He got Frosty. in trouble. Jack Frost? It, no, it's it's a hold on. Was it a spy movie? Was it a cop Encino or a spy? Man. <laughs> the, uh, Sylvester Stallone, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, uh, the Lamentia Man with uh, Wesley Snipes. So, yeah, there you go. There you go. That, that movie. Well, whenever he comes back into the future, he's thought out and whatnot. He comes back in the future and he, and he starts cussing and is giving him these fines right off the machine, off the wall. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. The one with Sandra Bullock. Yeah. yeah, the one with Sandra yeah. Demolition yeah. Man? Demol- there we yeah. go. Demolition Oh, I didn't, man. I read the chat. Right. <laughs> yeah, Dash, John no kind of show there. like a really sad way of how the future is going to be, where we are like really... But, but that's how Canada is going to be with different languages. <laughs> so you're like, English, ding, ding. <laughs> Dash and Grandpa says, je t'aime is the only French I know. Well, that's a very sweet... Three words to know. It's I love you is just them. So I guess they're not big into tourism because if I ever go to visit your your area, you'll be arrested I mean, and thrown into arrested. a and thrown into a low class hospital. Uh, that that law is gonna go out the window. I'm sorry. But also we have elections here in November for a new premier, so fingers crossed, and uh then we can throw things out the window along with people. <laughs> yeah. Uh do you honestly do you think things are going to change a lot? Mm-mm. I think we're going to get the same premier again, and he's going to win ma- minority instead of majority, and that's what I hope. Because again, it comes down to city and province. My city is the best city to live in. So Kim, go to Montreal. Don't go to Quebec City and say, "Oh, it's a beautiful city." Go look at no, no, no. Go to Montreal because i think no matter what no matter what bylaw gets passed here in montreal the people here would overrule any bylaw to be in right like kim would probably tell you don't go to newark go to <laughs> it's funny cuz someone said oh i've been to new jersey and i said let me guess you flew into newark airport and i said that was your first impression of new jersey i'm so sorry <laughs> Oh, I'm ha- cruising Dasher. Absolutely. I'm reading this chat. I don't like to I don't like to type in the chat, so I say it out loud. <laughs> but I don't have a filter, so it's all good. Go Habs yeah. go. Yeah, you guys used to have the What, what uh, is a hab? 
it's I don't know, it's the Montreal Canadian uh for uh Le Habitat. It's um uh oh my gosh, I'm blanking out here. Stadium, Le Habitat. You guys used to have the Quebec Nordiques too, and you gave them to yeah. us here in Denver. And you gave this A plus team that like won a cup like the first year they were here. And then I'm from Michigan. I'm a Detroit Red Wings fan. I loved watching Detroit come in and beat them oh, down every time. Habs have yeah, not even won. Habs have not won the cup since 1993. I was a baby when the Habs won a cup, so they got a yeah. lot of work to do. But I'm still always well, going to support my local team. They they won it this year. Not the Habs. Oh no, the Abs. <laughs> which is your old team that you gave i don't understand why the nordiques so, ever left to begin to begin with so i'm a quebecer that doesn't follow hockey unless the habs are in the playoffs does that count uh not really i think i thought all canadians were hockey fans like through and through no, my partner my brother my yeah but me okay no but i'm did on you know, did you know the h stands for hockey <laughs> they have been done. It does. It does. It says the H stands for hockey. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. That's what so, so what? What is coming? I. So, by the way, we have Ash's uh, link is in the show notes already. Um, so you can check out her page that way. And what? Do, what do you have coming up, Ash? Before we wrap it up and get out of here tonight. I just or what's doing. what like what's on your channel that because uh, you've got other things on there too. What kind yeah. of uh, what might bring people there? What's uh, my most popular video is my Uber Eats tutorial video. So I do some tutorials because I have the little setup here that I find it's easy to do. Beyond that, I have just like mostly ride along vlog style videos. It goes yeah. for Instacart, Skip the Dishes, which is Canadian based, just like your Grubhub. Uh, DoorDash and Uber Eats. Uh, coming up before here, I was trying, I was three minutes before I came on here, just finished rendering my next video. So thank God for that. Um, but yeah, it's just mostly vlogs. Um, I still keep trying to do two a week. And if I got a tutorial in place, I will. But the thing about my channel is I just document as I go along. I don't have a scripted video. I know some people plan a video like, I don't find I have the mentality sometimes to do a quick, here's an update that just came from the app. I'm not fast enough. So most of the time I would just do vlogs and tutorial videos. There's nothing big and dramatic about it, but I'm more unique for, I put like four cameras into my videos now and I like to have my phone and screen capture. So I tried, I actually asked myself and, Okay, this is not me being a jerk to myself, but I actually ask how on earth do I even have 1,100 subscribers? Because I don't watch myself. I couldn't watch myself. But you got them. Well, I wonder, yeah. I mean, do, do you ever see in your, and I'm not sure if you even can see in analytics. Do you see if like a lot of them are coming from here? Like you can see that, I know. You mean like search browse and everything? Yeah, because I well, don't... like how much is coming from the how much traffic's coming from the United States as opposed as, as opposed to Canada. So it like is shifting. Based, it is based. it is it is. I can't see region based, but it is shifting. Um, I used to have about eighty five percent was American. Now it's quickly shifting that I'm about fifty percent Canadian. 
Wow. Um, yeah. So it's definitely shifting up a lot more as um, what I used to do is put like a little Canadian flag on my videos and the thumbnails. But I, I, I just do that when I think about it. But I'm using more terminology like Montreal as keyword research. So it's shifting now more than, and it's, it's awesome. There's more Montrealers that are tagging along. I guess when you're coming along to my videos, I've always said it, you get different type of creators, some that are nugs, for example, he has the personality and the editing wrapped up into one. I don't have editing skills like that, you know, but, and I'm not, I'm loud, but not always. But for me, it's like small personality and some, regular editing that I've learned along the way and it just puts together and I guess people dig it. I guess people yeah. dig it. Yeah. Um, see, see, do you like, I always like watching other countries channels versus USA because like I, I do gig work in the USA. I don't really care what it's like here. So I, I can see why, <laughs> why she would have more Americans than Canadians. Well, I have okay. some from my old channel, like Hannibal was talking about. Um, I had some sweethearts that followed me from point A to point B. But now, like Kevin, Kevin, Elisa, like there are quite a few people in this chat here tonight that are regulars on mine. Um, so I, I guess people just like watching different gig workers and different personalities and such. I enjoy being sarcastic. I have becoming more out of my shell in my videos. I'm starting to swear more, which is how I am on a regular <laughs> basis. I am very sarcastic. I love to make jokes. Sometimes it gets me into trouble. And, you know, that's what I do a little bit more in my videos. So as I keep going and going, I find my personalities coming out more. So people are digging that. And I'm just, I'm grateful. Do you do live streams? I do. And I have one planned in the works. So there you go, Steve. (laughs) I have one planned in the works. I'm waiting for Canada Day, which is tomorrow. And your Independence Day on July the 4th to be done. Because since I have a majority of pretty much both in the audience, I would love to have both into the mix, join the live stream and come chat. And I do have somebody that I want to have come onto the live stream, somebody in the mix that is one of my good friends. Uh, you might all know him. Zach drives fast. I was going to say this is Zach. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Zach. <laughs> Zach and I talk daily. Um, he's just, he's been a supporter to me since day one and we're friends and we talk all the time and such. Yep. So I'll probably have him on on the live stream, but I do have one in the mix after July 4th. Yeah, Zach was the one who told me about your channel. Yeah, he's a, he's a sweetheart. I mean, because of him doing a shadow on his channel, I gained like 45 subscribers one day. Um, we do like Kevin, for example. Kevin's on mine, on his, on here. So it's yeah. pretty, it, I mean, um, Chad told me just like last week, I did not know that. Did you know that there's only about 300 gig tubers on YouTuber, on YouTube? That really sounds like, yeah, I think I thought it was more. I I would think it's more too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think they all get the the same script to use though. So I think (laughs) (laughs) there's a script. Yeah. It just gets emailed around like, Hey, this is what we're talking about today. I just find it, I find it cool that, you know, the active ones, you know, that are currently here, like I, of course I've seen every single one of these channels before that I'm seeing on the screen that I'm with right now, all of your, your, your channels. So it's just pretty cool how the connection keeps going with you. YouTube is a really good community. Mm-hmm. Unlike TikTok. Yeah. I don't get TikTok. No. Steve, People are mean. Steve's, Steve's a big TikTok Steve's guy. A huge TikToker. 
But I love it. TikTok. I love it when somebody's making you know, me. So, That's you know, my favorite you know thing. who's a huge TikToker and he's in our chat right now is Yost Malone. He's got yeah. it going on huge. on TikTok. I feel bad because like, aren't they going to cancel it or ban it or something? Or He's got 183,000 yeah. people following him or something. 183,000? Really? Yeah. On my Instagram, I started doing like skit videos for fun and such like that. And I've tried to bring it onto the channel. I would love to do more skit videos. Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't hate. <laughs> I just, I, it's just not, I don't like how people treated me on TikTok. I've tried it before. YouTube, it's like, <laughs> um youtube it's not it's not the same thing but <laughs> it's a different it's a, it's a different platform and it's a different approach to it but uh i know steve is having fun i feel like Hopefully myself, the u.s government doesn't take it away from him or yeah, they don't I mean, but um, um i also yeah. used it as my obs because i don't do obs but it's like i could move images shrink them <laughs> put them up here over there over here over here steve you know i can do seizures I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go learn OBS like like Joe used to say to me. Like, oh, OBS is o- cool, but learn OBS. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not gonna learn OBS right now. You know, busy. Yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah, there's too much in OBS. Oh, uh, I just don't know if I'd use it enough anyway. So I just, I use, I'll use any platform. I use Streamyard social to support this, but yeah, I try and have some fun over on TikTok. I, yeah. I definitely treat it differently than I treat any of my other social platforms at all. I'm an Instagram girl. Yeah. I just post a lot of food on Instagram. That's it. <laughs> okay, so Gary, you and I are going to get along more, but is Maybe. it your delivery foods or your food? No, my food. Okay, my food. we're going to get yeah. along good. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I think Aww. Ken just subbed you guys. To me on you guys, I did. Yeah. I didn't even realize you're on Instagram when you came up as like one of the people suggesting. I'm like, Gary's on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, it's just food, all food. That's all it is. Like mainly food. Like, yeah, well, if you look back in my my Instagram, you're gonna see a lot of keto, low carb stuff. So that's what yeah. I do. There you yeah. go. Yeah. All right, all like right. Yesterday, yesterday I did. Uh, and, and Steve tried to call me out. He was like, "Is that keto?" Yeah, you know. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, did, "I did keto chili dogs." Yeah, I'm just I, making I... sure because what he sh- what he showed in the picture looked better than keto. When when um, my son it looked was, it looked very real. It looked like when my son stuff. was eight months old, I'm like, <laughs> okay, I need to lose more weight, and I lost sixty two pounds throughout keto. So, I that's yeah. most of my following on Instagram is keto low carb people. Yeah, mine too. Like, yeah. or that's who I follow, anyways. Yeah, you know, I I fall off of keto a lot because it is very expensive depending on what you eat. I also love carbs, <laughs> and, and I I love ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> and, See, and like low carb ice cream is like seven eight bucks sonic i can get that for two <laughs> see gary at the beginning right even before we started live you were going at me about the whole app now you're relating to me about keto isn't this cute yeah, yeah. see you should follow me on instagram <laughs> no you go, you go follow me we'll talk after <laughs> um well, uh, I think that's it for tonight, you guys. Uh, that's, I had a good conversation. I, I actually wanted to know a little bit of the differences about Canada a little more. I always am interested when I talk to Canadians because they, they all have different takes. Well, no, I've, I have a couple of friends up in Vancouver who, you know, they tell me about taxes and how all of it works. But you gave me a different perspective on the hospitals for sure. Because I've heard well, I have that, 15% yes, tax, by the way. My province is the highest. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> It's a it's a whole nother it's a whole nother world up there because even the way and we won't dive down this hole, but even the way Parliament runs as as opposed to our system, just the whole thing is really kind of not that our system is anything good, but uh, 
<laughs> it was it was a lot of fun. Today was a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah. Hey. Thank you for coming on, Ash. And uh Thanks thank for you everybody for joining me. us. Yeah, of course. Uh <laughs> and uh uh John McAlian has a live going, I think, right now. He wanted me to tell people. I think oh, it's yeah. I'm subscribed on. to him. Yes. Yeah, jump in. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, I would say hop over there and say hi to John. Uh, give him a little support. And uh, yeah, we will see you back here next week. Actually, next week we have Zach Drives Fast. Oh, there you so. go. <laughs> oh, he so Ash was just you, talking so. about him. And now we have uh, we. He have loves you, Steve. Week, so. He loves you. So Yeah, we have a good time. So, um, <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Ash, thank you so much for joining us. Everybody, so much for, th- for joining us. And uh, we'll talk to you next Thursday, if not before. Have a good one, guys. Peace. So Dash with Ash in Canada. She's really cool, huh? Um she's we're gonna have to get her back on here on a regular podcast or something. She's uh she's uh she's fun to have on. So um check out her channel. It's in the show notes. And uh yeah, guys. Um so this week I think this is what I'm gonna do. I'm doing the interview on Wednesday. If I can get it uh if I can get it edited in time. Like quickly afterwards, I will put that out. Maybe is a I don't know. I I shouldn't even say I I don't know because I am back on my on my weekly thing of month or Tuesday drops, Friday drops, and just two and make it easy for you guys. Tuesdays the rodeo podcast, and Thursday is the rodeo roundtable, and you can find them both on Rideshare Rodeo here or on any pod player, or on YouTube, or you can go to uberliftdrivers.com, or you can go to ridesharerodeo.com, <laughs> or you can hit us up on any social media platform. So lots of options. All right, guys, um, you will be seeing me around. I don't know if, you know, for sure Friday there will be a drop of the round table. Um, who do we have this week? This week we have uh, Zach Drives Fest. And so that's going to be fun. I like Zach. And uh, yeah, we will see you back here next Tuesday on the rodeo. Peace. Peace.